Yeah, we are actually on location now inside Grinder's Coffee House. So if you hear all the noise in the background, oh well, we're having a great time here. We're just having coffee, sitting with James. I have my muffin, so I might you might hear me go. And Ron here. Oh yeah. And we're just a short walk from the Valentine Theater. Yeah, it's right. It's literally right around the corner. Gotcha. And so, James, you own Stone Productions. Yes. And as always, I'm always like, okay, well, we have 12 production companies. Now we're going to have 13. Why did you feel like you had to start another one? What's so unique and cool about Stone Productions? I, I really, I didn't, I didn't feel like we needed anything or like anything was missing, really. It was just a lot of times you, theater companies, you, you know, you have a lot of elements you have to like, li- and people you need to listen to and your season subscribers and, you know, you have to build your season around that. And I kind of wanted to be the like, sort of like the, the badass in theater, <laughs> I guess. Black, like, black sheep. Yeah, and like, and just sort of like, hmm, let's let's do this show. No one's doing anything like this. Let's do this. And then you know, I quickly found out that it's not as easy as that. And you know, but so well, you mean like the like some a place that's established like the Toledo Rep being yeah like held accountable a little bit to yeah. I mean, like they, you know, you. I mean, and you. Do, I found that out. Like you do. Like that's that's your money. You know, that's, you know, your season subscribers and stuff like that. No, you know, you, you kind of like got to do the stuff that they're going to come see. I wanted to do something a little bit more experimental and never really actually originally intended it for it to get like a big thing. I thought we'd be like a cute little, you know, 30, 40 person seat, independent theater, kind of theater yeah, something like that. And then, uh, you know, um, it, it caught on. So, which I'm glad for, I'm really happy that it caught on and took off, but it was it was always it was meant to be like a let's try this and also another other big thing is there's a lot of a lot of people who i was finding out are very very talented but won't go audition for shows because either they're intimidated or they don't know people or they feel like they need to know someone to do it and so i was like um we're not going to do anything and no one does every theater company around here i'm i'm 100% sure cast based on talent and not you know, any other reason, but they, there's people that felt that way that didn't feel represented like, Oh, well I'm not, I can't do that role. Cause I'm a person of color and it's not, it's a, you know, blonde white girl. And I, or like, that's a person of size. I can't do that. And I was like, well, my only thing is if you show up and you kill your audition, I don't really care what you look like. And, and that's really kind of where it took off too. And we, our first couple productions, it was like, people would come see them and while they're like, wow, you've got quite a motley crew here of people. I'm like non-traditional. Yeah. Like no one really, like the cast did come together and vibe, but like when, on that first opening number, you were kind of like, this is a lot of people I never thought I would see on stage together kind of situation. Well, so. I think it's critical. Like what you said, you can talk the talk, but are you going to walk it? You know, it's like, oh, we're, we're open to, okay. Are you? Yeah. Okay. Cause I just saw you just cast the redhead and as the little mermaid. Yeah. So are you sure you're really open to it? <laughs> right. Or yeah. So right. I, so when they came to your show after you said, "Well, this is what we do," and they seen that what you're putting on stage is what you said you were going to do, and that's put the best talent up there. I'm sure that helped reinforce their confidence. Yeah. You know, say, "Hey, I actually maybe I will audition for this kind of." Right. Place. I mean, and that's it's like where where it kicked off from, and then the bigger the you know the bigger we get, like we we learn. There's like there are things you need to do to like the, the, the money coming into it. You do have to appease them. You can't just be like, thanks so much. Sign the check, doing what we want. Like you can't really do that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) No. And I have no clue. How do you start a production company? How would I start one? Um, well, uh, Fun fact: Apparently, I didn't really know how to start one when we did either. (laughs) But (laughs) we we got there. Um, You you really do. You find people. You find a group of people who are interested. That's really where it starts. You you can't do it by yourself. 
Um, there's no way you can't do it successfully by yourself for sure. And and you've got to you've got to expect the first few years to literally make nothing. <laughs> so who are your group? Who is your group of people? That so you had? we well now it's now it is the Collingwood Art Center. Like oh. that's um, but we I did I had a board. Um, I had some original some people who just really wanted to like get in, involved. And, and you know what's great is there are there some of them still are active with us. Some of them they've gone on to do other things, and that's great. Because that's another thing. I'm like, you're not mine forever. Like, please go branch out and experience like other other companies and other styles. Not to mention, you want them 24 seven, 365 days a year. So it's exhausting for these poor people. Right. So right, it's right. like, well, yeah. I love it and I wanted to do it, but now I'm like, screw this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't it's, know it's going to be my whole life, but it is. It is a commitment, and it's it's crazy because anyone 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 out there who's you know listening or or just knows this, like community theater is, um, it's it kind of, anyone who does community theater on stage, off stage, in the, in the office, like they, they like, they need like a, like, I don't know, like a hug or a raise or like something because like they need some sort of like, um, special appreciation because there is, there is, nothing no one no one does that as their only thing you know like that's you're doing your full-time job on top of a full-time job that often doesn't pay anybody anything right exactly (laughs) so you start stone productions first of all where's the name come from uh it was it kind of came from like the drag persona amber stone oh like uh, it was one of those things i was like no one's gonna no one's gonna give a hoot about james gregory Productions. so i was like um, and then also like stone productions. Cause I was like, we're like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like hard and like, you know, something kind of coming at you. Like what, what is this? And Who, so who's Amber stone? It, um, it's my drag. Persona. You have to tell yeah. us details. I know, I'm just You're just there. throwing stuff out that I, I don't know. I'm like, yeah. what? No. Am I, I supposed to know who Amber stone is? I don't um, know who that is either. And another part of the reason why I was Amber stone, like Amber stone stone productions is because their first, um, and this is our era that I don't really like to talk a lot about because it was the, the era that, you know, the first, the first year where it was very experimental and, you know, not everything was done the way it probably should have been done. But um, I don't care. I can say that because a, a lot of people know that. But um, they were, we did it. Our first show we ever did was in the bar, like in the, which is not lo- no longer open, but it was Legends. And it was like a drag bar that I worked at. So it was like, all right. And it was like, you know, they did other little production things in there. And, but whenever like we would do something, it would be like, well, this is like Amber Stone's production. And then it was like, that sounds cool. Like, Uh let's, let's go with that. And then also when, um, when I applied for the LLC, that name wasn't taken. So it kind of worked out in my favor. (laughs) (laughs) So what was the first show then? So you had to do it in, in legends. Yeah. So you had the stage that legends had and that was it. So you probably had to have a a, condent, we, a compacted cast. I mean, we you, did well. <laughs> you, didn't do, you didn't do uh, Harold Hill and Music Man and have no, no, no. And, there, yeah. and it was like, well, the thing is, is, like, it was one of those things where we were like, let's see, what would be the first thing to do um, here that people would come see? And it was, it was Rocky Horror, but it was a very stripped down. It was basically like a Rocky no Horror pun. concert. <laughs> no pun intended. No pun yeah. Intended. Yeah. <laughs> to strip down. Right. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was like, it was, we were like, we don't have, um, we don't know we're in a bar. We don't know if we're going to get two hours of anyone's attention in a bar. <laughs> so like, let's just do what we can. Let's just like, you know, buy the songs, do the, do this like the way. And it was, it was just like a, and like a 
kind of like a concert. Version. I was gonna say, was it more like a cabaret concert? Yeah, it was kind of like of... when you see like the celebrities, they do like the tribute to it, you know, and they're just doing the songs. It was like that, and um, we had uh, some members from the Collingwood Arts Center in the audience, and they approached me after, and they were like, "We want to do this on our stage. Like, what? What? How do we get there?" And I was like. We'll pause because <laughs> I'm like, let me see how this is going to go. I was like, because I knew what that meant. That meant like, okay, this needs to be a full out production company now if we're going to do that. And so we did, um, we did the same thing with Grease. Did like a little concert version of Grease. That, that was, was your second show? Yes. And do you know is, all the shows you've done in order? Yeah, I do. Yeah, oh, that's impressive. I do. I really do. So Grease is, um, Grease and this is like, I always, when anyone brings it up, I'm like, I call, it's like Voldemort for me. It's the show we do not speak of. Oh, <laughs> Harry um, Potter. <laughs> it, yeah. And it's not no no disrespect to any Grease fans out there. It's just mainly because um, a logo was oh uh, used created and not oops and the proper yeah. yeah. And yeah. so we got you know what we, you were you were still yeah you're yeah. still you mentioned the LLC getting yeah. a name but he yeah but he's still starting out you know he's allowed to just well we yeah, didn't yeah, and we didn't we yeah. weren't that we weren't that it was just so like a, oh you know what we're gonna we can yeah, do this we're in a bar it's a ca- no one will take notice well no. like the cabaret the cabaret the bars have like a cabaret license and you can do that stuff like the drag queens that's how they're allowed to do like Lady Gaga and things like that so. Um, it was like, okay, we're going to do this. This will be cool. It'll be cute. And it's also like, it's in anything we ever did. It also wasn't for us. Like if the, if they charged like a door cover, it was for, we donated it. It was for a charity. It was a fundraiser for something. So I was like, you know, whatever, let's just see how this is going to go. Well, that woke up one day to like a really intense email from, um, from the, from the people who own the rights to oh somebody ratted you out to mti uh no it wasn't mti actually mti is like it it was uh it was actually two um like warren and casey or whatever Ah. whoever owns yeah and so it was it was quickly squashed taken care of and it was like okay this is the thing we're not you know we're not doing that um the next show we did was rent and i paid for that out of my pocket (laughs) but that's how you start yeah that was, and that was, and that's, I think that's what did it. Like that one, because we did that show, we did that one at Legends, but that was not done concert style. We did that, we did the show. And at Legends, nope. were you getting free use of the space? Yeah. So like, that helped. Yeah. Like, and it was, it was great. It, that was the only thing. The only, the rules were you guys, you can rehearse when we're not open. You can use the stage. And we, the crazy thing is for that show, they still were open for like their events and their drag shows. So we had to strike the set every night. And put it together every day. After each one of your performances. Yeah, like every night we had, to, luckily it's Rent, and if you've seen Rent, the set is like nothing more than a few tables and chairs and like a, a pile of, you know, stuff. So, But people who came to your show were ticket holders who were only getting into the door now to see Rent, if yeah. they were going to see Rent. Yeah, they weren't they, there to drink no, at the bar were, and do everything um, else. They yeah. did a really cool thing. They kept the, they kept, because Mojos and Legends were connected, but like they had like door people everywhere and it was like you came in you had purchased a ticket for the show if you wanted to stay afterwards then you had to get a wristband and then you know get whatever they were char- i don't think they charged cover for their shows then but um you you know it was like only like someone who was just hanging out at the bar couldn't stumble in and watch the show yeah gotcha. there a few people tried right but you had so these are hardcore fans who specifically wanted to come and yeah, see rent for but. sure cool very cool, and, and it was legitimate. Now you actually paid for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that was, and so, and that was the end of that was like the beginning of the new era of Stone Productions. It was like, okay, we want to do this. Let's hit this hard. Um, we're going to do Rocky Horror at the Collingwood. Let's look into this. Let's do this. And we 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 have like a, a what have, year was that? 
This was this was rounding out 2015. See, because I'm always trying to figure out like when yeah. did I hear about Stone Productions and when when what was going on? What was I? And that sounds about right as to where like so I was I was on the ball, man. I mm-hmm. found out about him early, probably because Dylan, yeah. probably because Dylan was doing Rocky Horror. And I was like, who's this? Yeah. What's going on here? Who's this company? And I and I started following you. Yeah, we so. have uh, we have three eras um, for Stone Productions. We have the the Dark Ages. Ah. Uh, <laughs> we have the the illegal have, Dark Ages, right? right? We have our we have our finally getting our shit together, and then we have our like we have arrived. Ah. You know, ah. so we were we were getting in our finally getting our stuff together phase, and uh, the first year of Rocky Horror at the Collingwood was it was great. The attendance was amazing. It was probably and anyone who was in this, if you're listening. So you don't be offended because you know this is true. It was the most thrown together <laughs> version of the show ever. But Which it was is appropriate for right. the show. We did it. We did it. We had a everyone that was involved with it that year was very, very active in like the shadow cast. So a lot of stuff was like borrow where you can borrow, you know, you oh look, there's there's some like random pieces of wood. Let's paint them and make that the set. Like it was not as not as stepped up as it has become. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and you guys got to pay serious attention to when I'm eating. Because if you see me stuff the muffin in my mouth, which I'm about ready to do, yeah. you guys got to talk. Because we yeah. can have oh, dead okay. airspace yeah. here. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> I have nothing. <laughs> um, but no, it, it, you know, we did that, that first production of Rocky Horror. And then that's when everything really came in. Like we, you know, we brought, um, we brought some, uh, we brought some serious, like, not I don't know, money's not the word I'm looking for. It's it's like people, people who've never been in, like we brought like community into the Collingwood. And there's a um there's a gentleman who works at the Collingwood. He's he does a lot of their like repairs and um his wife works in the office there with community shares and they say all the time that, you know, Stone Productions came in and uh, I mean I don't I, I love this and I really, really take pride in this, but I don't use it to boast, but he will tell at the end of every Rocky Horror that closes, he lets the new people know that Stone Productions came in and basically saved the Collingwood that first year. Well, good for you. So, and, and that's what made me want to, that's what really has me, like, that's why it's our home, because I'm like, I, I love that we were able to do that, and I also, like, it's just, I don't know, it's, a, it's really cool. Yeah, you know I mean? it's, <laughs> like, it's a beautiful theater, holy yeah. moly. It's, you know, it's just old, but it's beautiful, and I've seen uh, a lot of uh, children's theater workshop shows yeah. there. So I have, I have not seen... Uh, Rocky through you guys yet though so that's a, but but what other kind of crazy ass shows do you guys do so we did so like we that like so our 2000, 2016 year was like the year of like wow and this is really, this post pirated year right what'd you call this year the this is up? this is like everything coming together like everything yeah no. like this is like when everything was like legit done we were again like like paying for the rights of the show the tickets would get we'd watch the ticket sales come in and be like oh yes look at all this and then we'd literally pay for everything that it cost to run the show and be like cool 20 bucks yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh, uh, um but we're getting there guys we're yeah, getting there yeah yeah no but uh so the next after you know um that first rocky horror product so like our our season officially started in 2016 and we uh, we also have a theater downstairs. It's the underground, and it's a black box style theater that you can turn into whatever you want. The stage literally can go wherever you want it to go. In Collingwood, there's a mm-hmm. oh, um, yep. There's like learn a, something new today. A bar down there. They use it for like you can do wedding receptions. It's like a you, it's anything. Like bands can do concerts down there. So bands play down there. It's pretty loud. Um, but the next show we decided to bring was Spring Awakening. Nice. <laughs> 
See, I didn't know about that one. And Spring Awakening, we did in the underground. Um, we did it um, like kind of like in a half round style because we wanted it to be very immersive. Um, it was the first time, I don't know if the first time ever, I mean, I'd have to really like dig into some archives of the Collingwood, but it was the first time in a long time that um, there was nudity on stage at an event at the Collingwood. And um, it was, I, it was probably, it was honestly still to this day, probably one of my favorite shows we did just cause it was so, it was like going from like fun, like, Oh, like we're doing like Rocky Horror. It was, and then we're doing like, there's nothing like fun. Yeah. About it's powerful. Spring Awakening. Yeah. I, it's one of my favorite shows. So I could see that show many, 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 many times mm-hmm. or just listen to the soundtrack or whatever. Or something might be something wrong with me. And then, you know, we just kept the theme with nudity going in our summer show ah. is hair. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what stone production is known for that. Yeah. Nudity. Yeah. That's what, yeah. <laughs> Boobs and butts. Yeah. Stone no. productions. <laughs> Boobs and butts. That's who we are. So. Um, no, but it was, uh, hair was great. The only thing. Full is, Monty's next then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it's on the hair was awesome. Hair we hit, it was the first show we did where we had um, a huge turnout for auditions. I feel like that's when people really like Spring Awakening first. I, people were like, oh, okay, and then hair was like, people were like, oh, we hear we heard about them. Let's let's go for this. Let's try this out. We had people from like Owens um, Community or not, Owens yeah Owens Theater Department. We had UT people. We had people from um, uh, like. Um, 3B, a few people came and did that with us. Uh, it was just, it was great. It was like a, a huge, it was like a 23-person cast, I want to say. And we did it in the middle of August in the Collingwood Art Center. So you can only imagine at the end of Act 1, the cast went from being scared to taking off their clothes to like, yeah. when is it time? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're just looking out in the audience and they're using their programs as fans. Just oh, fans. yeah, yeah <laughs> so. of course, of course. So I, I saw you guys... Um, that's what I feel like you guys are getting known for more and more. So when I see the shows that you guys are putting on, I'm like, oh, they're doing American Idiot. Mm-hmm. They're doing Spring Awakening. They're doing, you know, these more hair. Who's done hair around here? Around right. anybody? Oh, cu- Cutting Edge did it. Um, oh, Cutting Edge? Yeah, okay. Cutting Edge. And it was, that was actually really cool because we, we did the show in the summer and they did it in the fall and it was their first musical. And it was cool because I, I got to direct it and then I just – threw myself in the ensemble because we needed more guy voices but then it was cool to be in the show and be in a completely different directed take on it and just not have any responsibility other than learning my notes and my choreography but see it's (laughs) only gonna be uh certain companies in town that are even gonna take on hair right you know, right. they're just not going to do it. Yeah. So, I mean, cutting edge, obviously, they're cutting edge. That's what they're there for. Yeah, and, you for know, sure. And you sound like you're Stone Edge. You know, yeah. it's like the same kind <laughs> of thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's you guys are kind of producing the same kind of stuff. So. And that's a show, too, that would be really, especially now, like, that was in 2016. We're in 2000, about to be in 2022. And, like, that show deals with a lot of things that have completely, like, re, like, surfaced and... Um, almost maybe a little bit more intense and I feel like there would be part elements of that show that would have to be either reworked creatively or like cre- like I don't know like it would just some things would have to be approached with caution for sure hmm. um, so what do you have down the pipes you got anything yeah, cool you're working on, on bucket list or wish list uh, so well we, we're really happy to um, we are definitely very happy to announce that Hedwig and the Angry Inch is happening oh it was our show we were working on um, in March of 2020. We were in Tech Week, oh. and um, the show was supposed to open the 21st, and on the 17th is when they said that everything was shutting down. 
So when is that going to happen? Uh, February. February. Yeah. Okay, so we got a little bit of time for that. So is everybody coming back from the cast? Or you have to yep. recast. Yeah, no. Everybody. All, everybody. Oh. Everybody. Ron, the, you can't be in it, man. Sorry. Yeah. No. Apparently, it's cast already. No, it's uh, well because it's literally just two people and then the band. Oh. So, um, but I, it's yeah. They're ever we were. Did I tell you we don't know anything about theater? <laughs> What's that? I don't know anything about and theater, so therefore I oh, didn't no, know there was only two people in it. Yeah. Don't usually take my clothes off on stage. <laughs> no, no, there's well, there's not really any nudity per se in Hedwig. It's not more, on stage. Ron's backstage audience, naked all the whole time. The audience can't unsee that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, no, Hedwig's just like a, it's an, that's another show that no one's really doing around here. Right, right. Um, but it's, you know, it's pretty, it's, it's, a, it's another, it's a powerful, it's a rock musical, rock musical that actually rocks. Um, like every single song is like a jam and, but it's also really, there's a lot of emotion and heart to it as well. And it'll be at Collingwood. Yeah. It'll All be right. At well, we got to get you on our list of, of uh, shows coming up. So when yeah. it's coming up, I'm not like. Oh, the you know we didn't we forgot about Stone Production. We do have a um uh, and I shameless plug, but on oh, Sunday the seventh of November we have a um we're doing I don't know like a little Halloween spooky spectacular like um musicians and soloists that are involved in Stone Productions are doing like a little concert at the Ottawa Tavern uh, from oh, six cool. to nine, and then they're also hosting um, like show tune karaoke directly after it. So. Is there a connection with Ottawa Tavern? Ottawa Taverns. Um, Ottawa Tavern. Well, the, uh, the the two owners mm-hmm. are actively involved in uh, the show. The um, the owner uh, played Frankenfurter, and um, his wife was Columbia in the 2019 production. And then they're both in the band that's in Hedwig. Um, and then they've been in a few other things. They were in American Idiot when we did it. Look so. at that! So you got another another connection <laughs> here. You can always perform in. That's awesome, right. though. That's, that's very cool. Is that, do they have a lot of other things at the Ottawa Tavern with you guys? Do you put on we've, little cabarets done, or anything? We haven't done like anything like uh, we haven't done like a preview of a show or anything like that there yet. We were going to do a Hedwig one, um, oh, but then a preview it got, of a show. I love that. Yeah, yeah. We we were we were going to do well. We were going to do a preview of Rocky Horror this year, but you know that's want want. Uh, what happened there? So I'm allowed to say okay is that the um, the Rocky Horror Show, last time we did it, it was Samuel French still. It's Concord Theatricals now. And they've kind of recently, like, taken... During the pandemic, have, like, taken over. And, you know, it's been... I, I've, I've talked to a few people, and again, I'm not, like, I don't, I'm not slamming anything or anything because I don't know what I'm allowed to say, but a lot of people have, like, had the same reaction when I've said the name of that licensing company. They're, they've had a very, like, eye roll, like, ugh... So does Concord have Adams Family, Big Fish? Is that the same company? Do you know? Uh, that, those shows are own. There, they have several. That like I know, like Big Fish is also with like theatrical rights worldwide. Um, oh, okay. Broadway licensing does a lot. So we usually stick with the smaller ones, like Broadway licensing, and like we've done like Tam's Whitmark, and we've done uh, MTI. MTI is like when we're when we have when we're like we're, okay, we're gonna do like American Idiot. I was like, we're gonna spend some money. You're gonna do some, so, yeah, big show. Um, mm-hmm. But like. Like Hedwig's Broadway licensing, um, Head Over Heels is Broadway licensing. So it's like it. We usually stick with those. Though the smaller ones too. Like fun fact, a lot of the times you don't rent your material; you buy it so you can keep it. Um, not, I don't. You don't really need it after the show's over, but like that way your cast can like highlight in it, write in it, and do whatever. You don't have to give it back. It's a little bit more expensive, but but yeah. Anyway, so they um, got the show or working on the show everything was going great and then got an email that said that there are new restrictions on the title and that production had to be stopped 
So I don't know if they're doing a Rocky Horror tour sometime, like at Christmas time. I can't imagine that would be a thing, but. Uh, I it could no, be right. I mean, all the all the stuff was delayed, and yeah. so that's why we got Anastasia back to back here in town. Because right. It's I, like, well, what there's are you gonna a, do? they could be raising the prices on it too. There's a uh, whole bucket of reasons it could be done. It's not. It's rare, but I'm like, this year has been so bizarre. So I'm not shocked. <laughs> moving on to the next show, though. Right yeah. off. Right off to Hedwig. Absolutely. Hedwig. Um, we've, we're a couple other things. We're um, we're looking at. A Normal Heart, it's a um, Tony Award winning play about the like AIDS epidemic in the 80s and like them trying to finally get people to pay attention to it and do something about it. Um, it has like a, 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 there's like a doc, it's a all male cast except for one woman who's like the doctor who's like, she's like the only one who's literally trying to push it through the government to get them to fund the research and it's it it's pretty powerful there's a film version actually that um ryan murphy produced that's i'm usually not a fan of film versions of like stage things but this one's pretty good uh, it's, it's a film stage version or no it's it actually like a film. movie yeah okay, it's okay. a full of film gotcha but um but we're looking at that for like a spring play we normally do like our play things in the winter but i was like you know what we've got to get a musical on deck now <laughs> so Hedwig's basically ready we need a few um few warm-up rehearsals and a, a tech week and a set built and we're good to go I've got a list a list that, I want to hear the list I mean list. we want to do we want to do now that we have like a big theater we would love to do rent again and do it like not like squished into a little bar but it they're they're doing their like you know 70 second farewell tour right now so who knows if the rights are available for that um it's actually it'll, it'll be here it's at the Valentine in uh, November 2nd, I think. So the I just went up to Detroit and saw the tour, so it's really good if you get a chance to see it. But um, I, we still want to do uh, – we were, we were working on Head Over Heels. That also got canceled due to the pandemic. So that's another one I would like to get because it's silly. It's like all the music of the Go-Go's, but it's set to Arcadia. So it's like – like Elizabethan like dialogue, but like the Go Go's music. The Go Go's music doing it, <laughs> and it yeah, sounds cool. ridiculous, but uh, like honestly, like it's pretty good. <laughs> uh, um, it sounds interesting. Anything yeah. different in it is cool in my book. Oh, I like yeah. different stuff like that. Like I, I even like seeing Xanadu when they're all up there on skates. Heck yeah, that's another one. Well, it's so funny because what one of uh, and he'll know exactly what I'm talking about, but um, he's always joking around about Starlight Express, and I'm like, we are not doing Starlight Express. <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> well, just the budget on that show alone would be like. I don't know that show it's at all. Roller but skate. Right. It's roller skates, it's but they're all train. dressed like giant robot train things, and the, the set goes up into the balcony, yeah, and it's like yeah, a big, yeah, huge, yeah. like, it looks like Tron. Wow. Like, yeah. It's, I will, I will say, like, and to any Starlight Express fans out there, I'm so sorry, but it is, the music's catchy, but the storyline is just no. whack. Isn't it like <laughs> cats on roller skates? Kind of. It's just a bunch <laughs> ah. of different vignettes of the characters, and then I, it's, I tried watching a, um, a, uh, a, version that i found on youtube we'll just say that that was in german and it, i like got about 20 minutes into it and i was like i have no idea what's going on and it wasn't even because it was in german i just literally visually had no <laughs> idea what was going on but, but are you super proud though you started this company up or are you struggling i mean no what's going no on? I have, no we're, i mean like if you're not struggling if you don't have any if you don't have struggle then you don't you're not doing it right hmm. I feel like you need to have that because that's what makes you like push through and like keep going. Your your failures are your biggest like 
education for your successes down the road. Like you've got to mess up so you know what not to do ever again, first of all. But like, no, I'm, I'm very proud of it. I'm just like the only, the only, like, I guess the only thing, like not downfall, but it's just, it's for everyone. This past like year and a half, two years has really just thrown a wrench in everyone's plans. And especially, you know, the smaller theater companies are like the ones that are like, cause it's harder for you, for us to like get back up because there was a whole year of, um, of shows that got canceled. So it's like all that, and the 2020 season was like, we, we had, it was huge. Like we had this huge season. I was like, go figure huge season. And then it's like the pandemic happens we can't blame anybody, but, hmm. but no, I'm very, I'm very proud of it. I'm so, and I'm really glad that we have like a following and we have, we have, as many people that keep coming back to participate as we do new people who come in. And that's great because I feel like you need, a, you need a really good split down the middle dynamic of both. Like you want to have your people that you know be like, hey, I'm doing this show. They're like, I don't know what that is, but I'm in. And then you have like the people who are like, yeah, I, don't, I just want to give this a shot. And so I feel like you need that because it, it keeps you on your toes. It keeps you fresh. I love how you were like, we were just going to do this thing and now it became this huge company though. Yeah. Like it, it was literally, I, I was like, what, what, what have we got to lose? I mean, apparently we, <laughs> but, but, uh, but you know what though? That's the best part is it like it, we came out of that and now we're, you know, here. Ron and I are going to start our own company. Yes. You we're going to call it Stones Production. You should. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Stones. And we're going to, yeah. It's with, gonna, a, with a Z. With a, yeah, Stones. <laughs> Big Stones. Exactly. Yes, and yes. then we're going to, what's our first show going to be, Ron? Flat uh, Stanley's. I'm, my, I'm, I'm proposing. Did you say 13? Oh, don't give our shit away. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Flat Stanley. Everybody loves that, right? Right. We got to love it. <laughs> Do little kids shows here and there. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, no. Like just, oh, but definitely Stones with a Z production, and yeah. then we're gonna then we're gonna just steal all your people because people will be confused and be like, oh, yeah. they, I heard they're really good. <laughs> we'll be the 21st, they're cutting edge. Twenty first production. We're gonna be cutting edge Stones productions. That's what we're gonna be. Three B. <laughs> like just like you just like have everyone's yeah. name in it, and it's like this long, and yeah. like everyone's the most the, annoying thing. Other than the fact that you like copied everybody, is that it doesn't fit on a letterhead? Right. Well, <laughs> look at our podcast now. It's Stage Door Production, hosted by regular two. two regular guys. Yeah, <laughs> it's the longest name on Facebook. So when we yes. tag ourselves, or it's like, what is that? <laughs> yeah, no, it's. But yeah, it's great, and it's also really cool. Like my, like just like side note, it's really one of the other things that's really awesome is that, you know, like when a new a new theater company comes out, you the the pre-existing ones that have been around forever, like, you know, as in fairness are usually kind of like, we'll see, you know, and like, we'll see how this does. And then, but it's really, my favorite thing is when I like look out in the audience and I see like the proprietors and the producers and the directors and like the cast and the participants sitting in the audience watching. I love that because it's like, I feel like that's really what, what else can we do, but like support each other. Like that's really our only the only thing we can do is like just be like, hey, like if I'm running my own company, I can't like give you all of my time, but I will come see your production. And I love that.